to the Captain's Spot. I'm your host, Justin Freeman. Six foot one inches, 275 pounds of fantasy knowledge. It's week nine, boys and girls. Sunday night football edition. We're talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the New Orleans Saints. Two of the best teams in football. They've already played once this year. We've got something to look back on. They're battling for NFC playoff rights and seeding uh, in the NFC. And we're talking about a game with a four and a half point spread in favor of the home team Buccaneers. A 50 and a half point total. Two of the best quarterbacks of all time squaring off with each other. This looks like it should be a good one. Before we hop into the slate, quick reminder, go check out cptspot.com. Pick up a copy of the Showdown ebook available for sale right there for $34.99. Like, rate, review, subscribe to the show as well. That's going to do it for the sales pitch. Let's talk about this slate, which actually seems like it could be a really, really good one. There are a number of injuries that we need to make sure we are aware of. Uh, two key ones involve Michael Thomas, star wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints, scheduled to come back to the Saints for the first time since week one. Made all the way to week nine. Eight weeks in between, there's been a lot that's happened with Michael Thomas. He's had injuries and setbacks. He's had a team suspension. Things have just not gone well for Michael Thomas and what amounts to uh, at least halfway a lost season so far for Michael Thomas at wide receiver. On the other side of the football, Chris Godwin is back after sitting out last week with a broken finger. Uh, at least we expect him to be back. Both Godwin and and Michael Thomas, both questionable entering this game. Both are expected to play at this point. There are two key injuries. We want to make sure they make it all the way through the inactives and are suiting up. If they don't, it changes the complete dynamics of the entire slate because they are two premium players. Also, a roster move to note is we'll get for the first time this year, Antonio Brown in Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform. So uh, we're going to be trying to figure out how that death chart should predict in its first week uh, with featuring Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, and Mike Evans, all in the same offense. And uh, it could go so many different ways. We'll have to sort of lean back on uh, our understanding of where these guys are at these points in their career and understanding uh, where those targets are going to go. Also of note, Marquez Callaway, Emmanuel Sanders, both will be back for the Saints this week. They're all clear. Callaway was on the injury report earlier in the week with the ankle. Carries no game designation. Sanders, as you'll recall, missed the last two weeks due to COVID protocol and is back. So without further ado, why don't we hop into the pricing? Take a look at what we've got here this week. And start with the quarterback position. Drew Brees, $10,000. Tom Brady, 10-6. And I think when we're talking about quarterbacks, we want to immediately go and look at the total for this game. 50 and a half points. I think that total indicates that more than likely each of these guys should be involved in our lineups. It, you know, probably both as flex plays in our lineups, despite the $10,000, $10,600 price tag. You know, both of these teams are going to be projected to have multiple passing touchdowns. So, and if that's the case, it's going to be hard to imagine lineup situations where they're not both in there. However, this is a pretty expensive slate. We talked about some of the premium wide receivers on this slate. We haven't even touched on the running backs. Alvin Kamara, $11,200. A guy who could easily sort of push Drew Brees out of a winning lineup formation. Um, You have to figure out what you want to do there. Kamara obviously has a super high floor. You have to question where that floor exists now with the return of Michael Thomas. Was Alvin Kamara, and I'm, Jeff has gotten on me about the way we pronounce Kamara. Apparently it's Kamara. 
uh, I'll get it wrong every time moving forward. There's no doubt about it. Alvin Kamara will um, will be able to project the same number of targets with Michael Thomas back in the offense. I think it's predictably no. The question is to what extent does Michael Thomas limit Kamara's potential target share in this offense? And then can Kamara get there a little bit more predictably on the ground with just traditional rushing volume? Or will he lose some of that volume to Latavius Murray? He's $2,400. And so far this year, it's been pretty close to a split. Uh, Kamara's you know, been fairly you know, probably, what, about 7% of rushing market share ahead of Latavius Murray. That equates to about two to three rushes a game more for Alvin Kamara. And so that's not a huge differential there between the rushing equity for Kamara and Murray. Obviously, Kamara, a much more talented player than Murray is. I also included Taysom Hill here in the running back section because he doesn't really fit anywhere else. He's $6,000 this week, and you know, thank goodness you just don't even have to make a decision on Taysom Hill. Although I guess you could probably make an argument that you wish he were priced down so other people would play him. But overall, we're, we're not super interested uh, in, in Taysom Hill. Um, as we look at the, the Tampa Bay side of the running back situation, Leonard Fournette, $6,800 this week. I do believe he is the uh, premium running back in this offense now over Ronald Jones. I, that could you know, go a couple different ways. It could just be sort of a game-by-game game thing where we're trying to figure out each and every week who is the guy to on between Fournette and Ronald Jones. However, and it looked like Ronald Jones came out operating as the lead back last week until a fumble sort of led to Uncle Len taking over and operating as the feature back for the remainder of the game. But I think Fournette's clearly the more talented running back between he and Ronald Jones. LaShawn McCoy, $200, um, you know, really just was not a factor at all last week in week eight. So uh, and I think we can consider moving on from LaShawn McCoy. Don't include him in our consideration process. Looking at the pass catchers, Michael Thomas cost you $9,800 this week. To me, he's just like stands out as the guy who I want to make sure I have the most exposure to because, you know, even at $9,800, that makes him the most expensive wide receiver on the slate. He's such a crucial part of the Saints offense. And, you know, a, a guy who I believe is going to directly impact Alvin Kamara's both floor and ceiling in this offense. Now, I think you could make a claim that Michael Thomas won't be just like massively involved in his first week back. And I think that's probably fair. However, I think Michael Thomas is going to earn his targets and he's going to be used frequently uh, if he's going to be out there. You know, we see some teams who just sort of force guys to play through injuries and other guys, uh, other teams that are a bit more conservative. You know, the Saints seem to be a bit conservative in their treatment of guys. You know, Michael Thomas probably could have come back uh, two or three different times <laughs> so far this year. They haven't absolutely needed him to. And now he'll get to come back uh, at what I perceive to be relative full strength. $9,800 rocket ship season there for Michael Thomas. Emmanuel Sanders, $5,800. He's back this week. Uh, to me, Emmanuel Sanders and Traquan Smith, both the wide receivers behind Michael Thomas in this offense, are guys that you can only sort of use in a way to uh, you know, strategically fade, if that's what you're trying to do, and just be different in large field tournaments or overall just sort of filling a vacant amount of salary that matches that area. But overall, that's not an area I want to be super heavily invested in. And, uh, you know, Jared Cook, another guy, like we're starting to run out of targets 
if we think we've got to feed Alvin Kamara and now we have to feed Michael Thomas and we know some, you know, complimentary amount of volumes going to Emmanuel Sanders and Traquan Smith, like just the the ceiling is capped for all of these guys. Jared Cook, it's going to be tough for him to get there at 5,400. Was he super attractive when we didn't have Emmanuel Sanders or Michael Thomas on the field? Yeah, of course. Uh, but is he super attractive at 5,400 when there's very few targets left to go around in the offense? No, not at all. Deontay Harris, Marquez Callaway, Josh Hill. To me, those are just a handful of the cheap guys that you can consider um, if, if you just absolutely want to go stars and scrub uh, type approach in your lineup building. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. Those are the three main guys over on the Tampa Bay side of the football. Evans, 8,400. Godwin, 7,600. Brown, 7,400. I think the order of this pricing is inaccurate. As we look at what we should be able to expect moving forward for these teams, you know, I mentioned this last week, and Mike Evans does not look like the same Mike Evans that we've seen. Chris Godwin uh, does not, you know, we do not know exactly what to expect with his broken finger. We're not positive he can catch footballs, and that would be a big, a big concern here in week nine if he cannot catch footballs consistently um you know maybe they want to use him a, a little bit more like an emergency option i'm assuming since he's out there he's probably gonna be fine but it's certainly concerning that for a wide receiver to have a broken finger that may impact their ability to make grabs and it's san antonio brown seventy four hundred dollars if i had to guess which of those three guys is likely to lead the team in targets this week it's antonio brown and uh, yeah, it's been a while since we've seen him on a football field and performing at a high level, but that's all we've seen from Antonio Brown. And I think there's a lot of reason to suspect that that continues. He's a guy in the lineup all over the field. I don't know how much of the playbook he will be, have been given here in just a couple weeks with the team. However, I, you know, I, I believe he and Tom Brady have a little bit more of a rapport than possibly Brady even has with Evans or Godwin at this point. Um, you know, we saw Brady vouching for Antonio Brown. I typically don't get into off-field narratives, but there's a lot of reason to suspect Tom Brady had a lot to do with Antonio Brown coming to Tampa Bay. And for that reason, Antonio Brown's going to be a priority item over Evans, over Chris Godwin for me this week. Rob Gronkowski, $6,400. Um, you know, another guy who, with the insertion of Antonio Brown into this offense, is going to be seeing fewer targets. And same thing for Scotty Miller, who's just not going to be on the field, 4800 Cameron Bray, $1,800. Um, you know, if, if the Buccaneers decide to go with more three-wide sets, Bray is the sort of obvious loser. You know, um, But at 1800 you got to figure out what does he need to get you in order to pay off that salary. It's not a ton. You're, you're really just hoping he can be the punt guy that allows you to fit five other guys that you really want to play in your offense. Let's take a look at the captain assignments this week. It's Michael Thomas season, boys and girls. Michael Thomas with the runaway captain assignment in this game. And part of that comes with my confidence in projecting his targets moving forward. You know, we run 10,000 simulations, and out of that, Michael Thomas, the captain, and about 2,500 of them, so about a quarter of our simulations, Michael Thomas is the captain. He's followed up by Tom Brady. And again, you know, Brady is a bit higher on this list than um, you know, I, I typically see quarterbacks. I think I've got a good reason why. You know, Brady has so many weapons at his disposal that it's easy for him to get to captain spot payoff without also paying off 
his receivers at a, just a super high clip. You know, he could easily spray those four touchdowns he's going to throw throughout the rest of the offense. And where one goes to Brown, one goes to Evans, one goes to Godwin, one goes to Gronkowski. Um, you know, it's, it's so easy to imagine that. Whereas Drew Brees, on the other hand, completely different story. Like, we don't think that Drew Brees is going to be passing just as many touchdowns to Traquan Smith or Jared Cook as he is to Michael Thomas or Alvin Kamara. Like, there's a big gap in the talent and the projectable targets. So that's why those two quarterbacks are in very different spots on this list. But Alvin Kamara, obviously still a guy. And see there, I've already forgotten how to say his name, Kamara. Has there ever been a premium player? <laughs> we don't know how to say his name right. So Alvin Kamara, uh, third on this list, uh, followed by Antonio Brown, and then Chris Godwin. And then there's a pretty big drop-off after that. So I want to kind of cap my captain assignments to those five guys. Michael Thomas, Tom Brady, Alvin Kamara, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin. Moving on to our flex, it's obviously Tom Brady and Drew Brees that are priority items for us, trying to get those guys in. You know, They give us the floor-ceiling combo that we're looking for. You know, the only real reason that Tom Brady or Drew Brees would not be in the winning lineup would likely have to do with salary constraints. So, you know, in your lineups where you're, you know, fading Brady and Brees, I think those lineups are going to tend to cluster towards max salary. So if you're, you know, leaving a lot of salary on the table, you know, you're probably going to want to have both of those guys in your lineup. Uh, Alvin Kamara then might see, gosh, Kamara, Alvin Kamara, then Mike Thomas. I'm just going to stop trying. I'm saying however I want to. Uh, Mike Thomas, Latavius Murray. So there you go. We see Latavius Murray as sort of our preferred cheat guy popping up in a lot of these lineups. Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Will Lutz. And so uh, that's a little bit high for a kicker for me. Will Lutz all the way up there, another cheap way to get a part of making some rosters in this offense. Um Traquan Smith follows, follows Will Lutz, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Cameron Bray. And so there you go. We have it, guys. Um, that is the way this thing's going to shake out. We want to prioritize Michael Thomas being our captain this week. We want to prioritize getting those two quarterbacks in our flex spots. We do that. We've got three positions down, three positions to go. I love Antonio Brown this week. I think he makes a lot of sense for a number of reasons. Overall, guys, this is your game. This is your lineup. Make the thing the way you want to. Hopefully you've got the tools that you need to succeed. That'll do it here for us. Week 9, Sunday Night Football Edition. Check out Monday Night over on Mayo Media, Mayo Media Network. <laughs> we'll catch you guys soon.